All right, we're morning of BWR Cedar City, just about to start racing. I've got Jason Bond here with me. Uh, what you thinking, Jason? Man, super excited. This is a great turnout. Looks like an amazing event. You know, it's my first gravel race I've ever done. Might as well throw down 125 at BWR and have fun, you know? <laughs> awesome. Let's have fun. Thanks. Got uh, Clay here. Clay, how you feeling? feeling pretty good pretty nervous at the same time i mean it's it's cold which was kind of unexpected at the start and um you know i got my knee warmers on and feel rightly prepared for that but uh yeah definitely the longest gravel race i've ever done so hoping to kind of beat some times that i think i can beat and um beat a few people that i'm looking at and want to you know be competitive with some of the other guys around the, the office so um yeah we'll see how it goes and we'll just give her a shot Awesome, cool. Have fun out there, Clay. All right, we're here in Cedar City uh, at BWR, and I've got Megan here. Uh, Megan, how are you feeling today? Oh, excited, nervous, just hoping to survive. <laughs> uh, what do you think about the cold uh, start this morning? Is it not as bad as the Californians think it is? <laughs> nah, it's survivable. <laughs> awesome, we'll have fun out there today got uh, Mr. John here, Spencer. Uh, first gravel race, wh how are you feeling? Oh man, I'm pretty nervous. It's, uh, it's really cold. <laughs> um, I'm alone at this point, just at the very back of the pack. But, you know, definitely excited. But, you know, looking forward to what the day has. Awesome. Well, uh, have fun out there, sir. Thank you. All right, we've got Lyle here. Uh, Lyle is an experienced road racer, but this is his first gravel race. Uh, Lyle, how are you feeling this morning? Uh, pretty nervous, uh, not really sure what to expect. Obviously my first gravel race, and from the name of the race being the hell of the south, it's kind of hard to be excited for that, but we'll see how it goes. Welcome to the Inside Envy podcast. I'm Neil Shirley, and we have a full house today in our podcast studio. Um, it's a nice spot here in Envy, the penthouse. <laughs> um, I'm joined by AJ Turner, the sound technician. <laughs> <laughs> so today uh, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects, and that's gravel. So we're coming off of uh, the one the one event that actually happened this year, which was the Belgian Waffle Ride Cedar City event. So just down the down the street, a few hours from from Envy headquarters in uh, southern Utah, was the first Belgian Waffle Ride that was ever held out of San Diego. So kind of the San Diego edition has really they've kind of carved out and, and created this all-road segment of cycling and so they added the Cedar City event which was a true gravel event this year um, so we were all kind of fortunate to be out there we had a total of eight of us from inside Envy that were participating uh, there's there's a number of us that have kind of been in the gravel scene for a while around here um, we've done we did last year after the Dirty Kansas, which is now 
unbound gravel going forward. Uh, we did a show talking about our setups, and that was that was a great time just to talk through everything. But this show is a little different. We have a lot of first-time gravel riders in our ranks here, so we thought it would be fun to get everyone together, talk through why they wanted to do a gravel event, uh, equipment setup, what was learned, and then pass on a little knowledge. So I'm going to get off the mic and have each person introduce themselves and share share a little bit. All right, my name is Clay Alf. Um, I'm just a customer service experience representative uh, here at Envy. Uh, most of my background is mostly mountain biking, but um, figured I wasn't burning enough calories uh, just mountain biking, so I would get into gravel. And of course, when you're working at Envy, you gotta have a little bit of competitive drive. And uh, yeah, decided to sign up for a BWR and push my limits a little bit, and uh, pretty good time. So I'm Lyle Coleman. I'm just one of the warranty technicians here. Um, just kind of a casual road rider. I've never done any races. was planning to this year, but plans change uh, in the world. So um, took the opportunity with BWR to still get a race in and try something different with gravel. So, I mean, it's not insanely different than a road style, but uh, without getting a mountain bike. So gave it a whirl. Uh, Megan Brandt. I'm a business unit controller and uh, mostly have been sticking to mountain biking um, just for fun and thought try gravel. Can't quite commit to road. <laughs> <laughs> um, so giving it a shot. Hi, my name's Jason Bond. Um, I've been working for Envy for the last nine years. I'm the international sales manager here at Envy. Love it here. Um, really, I think my history in cycling, really, I would draw back to, I think I was 26. I got in the racing scene way late. Love the long endurance stuff. I love to get out and suffer. And when I came to work for Envy, these guys uh, stuck it to me. Ma made me sign up for a bunch of races and, and hurt me real bad this uh this gravel scene has been an awesome experience, though, with the uh, with Envy team. So it's been a good time. My name is Spencer John. I uh, I've been a cyclist, you know, my whole life, but ultimately just got into it at a much higher level after starting my employment at Envy, and uh, you know, just spent most of my time mountain biking, and uh, got into road biking. Um, have a few centuries under my belt on the road bike. And then um, this year I decided I would try and tackle a, a different style of event. Um, and BWR was, you know, one of, one of the only events this year. So it was definitely a, a, a really good opportunity to get out and ride with some friends from work and gain some new experiences. So, yeah, it's a great time. We just noticed Spencer has his uh, BWR finishers shirt on. So can't rep yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little inspiration for that. I do repping, you know. <laughs> All right, so I guess for anyone that doesn't uh, kind of know what the what the route was like for the Cedar City event, um, like I mentioned, the San Diego event has always been like very. Uh, it's always been one on like twenty eight C tires and a and a true road bike. The Cedar City event was 
actual gravel event. So there were two routes. There was a 125-mile route with about 70, 75% gravel. Um, and then there was an 80-mile route as well with probably about the same percentage of gravel versus, versus pavement. So uh, like most gravel events, equipment setup is super critical. Um, at Envy, we love talking about equipment and the setup, um, tires, tire pressure, wheel choices. So let's jump into let's jump into the equipment, and uh, everyone kind of had their own version of what what the right what the right setup was. So Clay, you want to lead it? Yeah, um, I think I was the sole 650B rider um, in terms <laughs> of wheel size. Party wheels on. Party wheels. <laughs> um, you know, I. I'd probably ride my gravel bike more like an old school mountain bike, a fully rigid style. And, um, you know, having the bigger tires for that kind of traction is nice. Um, and for this race, uh, I think Neil oversold how rugged that race was going to be. So I thought, you know, maybe the bigger tire, the better. Um, and just sticking to my, uh, um, to what I know. Uh, so I think it was a, it was a good cho choice for most parts. And um, that single track section on there was a hoot. And I think that's probably where I, probably stood out the most in at least for myself but uh yeah i mean rode that uh probably you know just a couple snack bars between stations and um kept my hydration pretty minimal um try to keep it light and fast hydration minimal huh yeah. Lo lose weight while you're out there yeah i mean yeah. Uh, i'm a big guy so i figured i could uh camel my way through it <laughs> seemed to work out huh <laughs> yeah yeah more or less like um, I, I mean, it worked. Uh, the pickle juice at the station definitely helped me <laughs> a little bit uh, at each at each station, I guess. But yeah, uh, I think. I mean, I I impressed myself at least. I didn't think I was going to actually be able to finish um, within six hours, let alone get close to uh, five. So I was excited. Lyle, what uh, what setup did you have? So I actually borrowed uh, someone's gravel bike for this <laughs> event. <laughs> Um, one of our marketing guys let me borrow his Norco search. So I had a nice carbon frame with a dropper post. Um, being new to gravel, I didn't really understand how to fully utilize a dropper post. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with 700C wheels, our D23s and, um, Rambler 40C tires. So, um, it's definitely interesting getting on a wheel with, 30 PSI versus a road wheel where you're running higher PSI and noticing the difference when you actually get back on the asphalt uh, compared to being on the double track or the single track of that event, which was brutal. Um, but yeah, I definitely think the party wheels may have been the ticket in the single track portion of that, but for the majority of the race, I think the 700 Cs were, were probably the way to go. So. Yeah, other than that, just had a handlebar bag for food and any emergency stuff, so it's ready to go. How much f How much food, how many calories did you carry with you versus, like, did you stop at all the stops? So I did pretty poorly, nutrition-wise. Um, just being off-road and following people's lines and stuff like that was definitely new for me and a little nerve-wracking in certain parts. Um, so... I stopped at a couple, I stopped at two of the aid stations and grabbed like the pickle shots, which are a lifesaver. Um, and 
two water bottles full of water, and that was pretty much it for my hydration, um, and just some cliff blocks. So, like just one bag of cliff blocks, and that was pretty much it. So, definitely burned a lot more calories than I put into my body, which is not <laughs> great, but <laughs> we made it out alive. So, <laughs> we made up for it with the pizza that yeah. night. So, yeah. <laughs> the night before, on two thousand. Oh yeah, and pizza. ice cream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Megan? Um, yeah, so I was on a open up with our G23s um, and then 40 tires, the Rattlers. Um, and we had a super light setup. It was awesome. <laughs> um, and I could be super confident with my gear. I, I don't know. I knew going into it that I didn't have to worry about it. Stoked to be on two bullets. <laughs> um, and I just carried two water bottles. Uh, refilled them at aid stations as needed. Had all my food shoved in my pockets. <laughs> Easy access. Um, didn't really eat at aid stations. You kept, you were, you wrote, you ate while you were riding? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I mean, if you think about how much a lot of people lose at an aid station and they stop and they eat there if you do if you lose 10 or 15 minutes every aid station there's maybe four aid stations at the end of the day that adds up to be a huge amount of time yeah i think my stop time was only five or six minutes for the whole race so i didn't keep that down <laughs> bon jason you did uh you you did the big one you did the, the 125 Keeping the fire, man. Yeah, <laughs> one twenty-five. So we have to preface this. The <laughs> Jason is how many loadages <coughs> have you done? I think I'm. I've done nine loadages in total. Finished all nine, and I think my best placement in Cat Threes was like second place or something. So done so a little bit of long distance stuff. Yeah. So anyone that doesn't live in Utah and has maybe not heard of Lodija, it's the longest USAC sanctioned road race in the country. So. Yeah. 205. 205 miles. Yeah. So you're used to big days. I'm used to big days, and, and joining Neil's adventures around the <laughs> around the state definitely make for big days. So, um, yeah, I was looking for the 125. I thought it was going to be an awesome race, or uh, it was an awesome race. Had a good time. Uh, my, my bike setup, actually, I was on the, the, the winning bike, the, <laughs> the pivot vault, uh, and I had the G23s with the Rambler 40C on there with the, yeah, stem bar combo di2 grx built up a pretty sweet little bike i was planning on doing dk earlier in the year but that didn't happen so uh yeah i love the bike love the ride uh nutrition wise man that was that was uh my downfall i i'm typically a road cyclist and race on the road crits and, and long endurance stuff and just really really struggled figuring out nutrition i like not necessarily what to eat but when to eat so I, I had enough calories in my pockets. I had started with two water bottles, and 80 miles in, I realized I had two water bottles on my bike that <laughs> I haven't ever <laughs> refilled and still had a good pocket of food. And, uh, yeah, it was, re it was really interesting going from a first-time first gravel race for me and really hitting and trying to keep up with some of the faster guys in the first 30 miles maybe totally mistake on my my part also <laughs> um burned some matches didn't eat 
but uh, really finding out when to eat and how to eat on those sand pit sections, a little bit of the single track or the rougher roads and trying to keep high speeds is, it's a challenge. It's a different aspect in gravel riding that you don't get in, in road cycling at all. So, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, Clay had the same feedback, right? Yeah. So, like, being taking your hands off the bars and that and that to eat is yeah. is a huge challenge. So, yeah, and I think uh, I think if I would have done a little bit more research on the road, I think you could have, or on the route, you could have planned eating more efficiently because there were set sections where you'd eat, but guys are on the gas, and so you're cross-eyed, throwing out as many watts as you can to stay on the line, and you're not thinking about eating, and then you're right back in the gravel. And if you miss that section of, uh, of asphalt to take your hands off and pull a water bottle out to take a big swig of water is almost impossible in some of the areas. So, Yeah, it's funny. We, you know, we love, we look at an event, or we go go ride a route, and we love the gravel portion of it, right? And, like, that's what we seek out. But as soon as you get off the rough stuff and on the pavement, you're like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so nice. You forget yeah. it so fast. <laughs> it's like 30 <laughs> seconds, man. <laughs> Spencer, uh, what was your what was your setup? So I was on a, a not as acceptable frame as all the rest of the people. <laughs> um, I have a, a Chinese um, light carbon gravel frame, and I was running some M525s with some uh, Maxxis ravagers the 40c and they were you know i went with a little bit more of a substantial tire just because i've you know i've always thought that with gravel you you worry more about having punctures than you do having speed so the weight of the tire wasn't something that i was too worried about which i was you know i was grateful to have i didn't have any issues with flats or any issues with traction so that was nice but you know, maybe the last, you know, 20 miles or hour and a half of the race, I was like, man, it'd be nice if a lot of things were lighter. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. It's it's really incredible to look at where the gravel scene is now. Uh, my first gravel event was a decade ago, nearly a decade ago, and we were limited. I was on cyclocross tires, so 33C tires was the max width. They were actually tubular tires. So everybody um, was getting flat. And just, uh, yeah, the, the, the ability to find exactly what you want, like course specific. Mm -hmm. uh, there's so many frame choices now. There's yeah. purpose-built gravel, handlebars, wheels, all that stuff makes such a huge difference in yeah. improving the ride. The yeah, definitely. The handlebars were one thing my setup was lacking. I was just riding road drop bars, and, that, you know, the gravel drop bars would have probably help my, you know, my hands and my neck and everything, just kind of that rattle cage that ends up happening on a gravel race that long. So definitely would have been nice to have a little more forgiveness in the handlebars. Yeah, the difference between, you know, a two or three or four hour road ride versus a six to 15 hour gravel race, mm -hmm. like all of a sudden you, you really appreciate those extra hand positions yeah. and changes where on the road you're like, oh, this is fine until it's not. <laughs> And also, sorry, just throwing in here, the flare in the bar, having a wider stance on the rougher roads, that was something that was actually really mind-opening to me. Like, you had so much more control, like, with the wider bar over your surface mm -hmm. areas. Yeah, I definitely. I actually run a little wider than was recommended on those bars just for that stability, and that was a, little a good more choice. A little <laughs> more confidence <laughs> in the descents. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, Jason, what... Uh, 
kind of what was your what was your expectation as like you've done a lot of races you're like you said you're a cat three road racer a lot of experience in criteriums road races to full endurance stuff like what your expectation for the day i mean was it harder easier like where how did it how did it fall in it's a good question so my uh, my title for for this race or ride i guess would be expectations of grandeur and uh, hallucinations in the <laughs> desert <laughs> honestly like i i've i've been in pretty good shape not not peak performance by any means and having come off other long 9 10 11 12 hour races where you're just pegged for for a long time i thought i thought this was going to be similar to one of those i mean if you've done the hours and you've done the miles in the seat and you're used to riding that long i thought okay i'm going to be able to go out and i'm going to be able to do well and to be honest like the nutrition thing I, that was my fault definitely crucial error there on my side but the writing in general the type of writing the mass starts um the variabilities in the gravel roads like there's so many things that play into a gravel race that you just don't find in other places like even even mountain bike races where you're on single track yeah you have to pass people but it's not like on a on a gravel road and you're you know taking risks in corners and descending and people's bikes are flying over your head when they <laughs> crash and rolling through the L stage literally yeah, yeah seriously so yeah, man, I I had good expectations, and it was ex it was much harder than I expected. I, I got hung out to dry in that headwind coming back on that asphalt road, and just by myself, ran ran out of water there. The first aid station I stopped at was on the 125 mile route. Was right before we went up the the big hill, and I, I took a sit down for about 10 minutes. You know, <laughs> I stole some lady's chair, and she's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Man, I'm just I need this down. more than you <laughs> right now," <laughs> but. No, it it's difficult, man, and but that's that's the that's the good thing about it, right? Like, it's so challenging, it's so different, and it's it's fun. You you take your I took myself to some pretty deep and dark places on that race for sure, and and to s to finish it off with single track, I think we could all say like once you hit that single track and you're already cross-eyed and done, it was it was a challenge for sure. Yeah, I w you know I. Like you, Jason, I did the 125 mile route, and I, you know, you sit around, you look at the course profile, and you're like, man, that last climb, gonna have 110 miles in your legs. It's super steep. It's like a thousand feet. That was my fear. In two yeah. and a half miles, and you're like, that is gonna be. I'm gonna be buckled. But in reality, it was like 20 miles in was my undoing. <laughs> it was like <laughs> the hardest part. By the time I got to the climb, I had like had you know three more bad sections and felt good a couple more times and it's just it, it's as you're out there it plays out so often so different than than what you go in with expectations where you think you're going to be the critical hard parts uh what i guess what were some of the biggest challenges that you guys thought would going into it and did that kind of live up to like how it how it panned out uh i would say my biggest challenge is exactly what I expected was a single track being super unexperienced off road. Um, luckily we went and did it. We did a practice ride the day before on Friday and that was super helpful to just get an idea of what the race would actually be like. And um, I mean, we were not hundred and I don't know, 20 miles in whenever you all hit the single track, but when you're, hitting mile 70 and for me just the fatigue 
of gravel riding I wasn't used to and I just felt like my back was gone and and like sitting in the drops because my arms were just getting tired and the drops really just like take that fatigue off from the hoods but um, just getting to the single track and saying all right got 10 more miles and then as you're going through it you're like okay I've gone half a mile and it feels like I've done this for 30 minutes um, but yeah I mean that was definitely the biggest challenge for me was just getting through the single track and figuring a gravel bike through a mountain bike course. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had kind of the opposite experience. <laughs> so I, I expected the hardest part just to be the time on the bike. Like this is by far the longest ride I've, I've ever done. Um, and luckily it ended up being shorter than expected. <laughs> uh, but the hardest part actually ended up being the pavement section for me. Like, I didn't expect that much pavement. I felt so slow on it. I don't ride road. It was painful. So no, no drafting. You're just trudging along solo. Yeah, point. yeah. Like that would be hard. Yeah, brutal. And <laughs> but the only thing that kept me going was knowing that that single track fun <laughs> section was yeah, coming up. So I was like, yeah, where's the single track? <laughs> <laughs> Almost there. Keep going. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my, I guess my, like, biggest challenge, I mean, I was expecting it to be the, the, the pavement, and uh, I, I'm not saying I crushed that by any means, um, it's just knowing that, you know, I'm on a 650, 47C Maxxis Rambler that is not meant for that, um, I mean, Lyle would even, like, attest to the fact that uh, as soon as I hit the dirt, my, my speed would go up probably about four or five miles per hour, <laughs> um, I, I, Probably my biggest challenge was uh, honestly the dirt road. I mean, from like mile 30 to 40, and then that double track, the the second aid station at mile 50, um, just sand pits. And I don't know if it was just my nutrition or what, but that was where I, I really felt I struggled the most. And like trying to draft off people and then not being able to hang on. And um, I think I burned myself out in that first, you know, kind of like Fawn did is. Uh, the first like 30 miles I was trying to if I, if I could get with the fast guys and like hang on to them I could do well um, but then we're going down this dirt road and averaging 25 miles an hour and I'm like there's no way I can you know I'm not in that kind of shape to be able to keep that up and uh, really kind of blew myself up after that and I think that's where my biggest challenge kind of came from um, but yeah I, I did better on the pavement I was anticipating and but uh, yeah it was it was rough the whole time, but I loved every second of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, my uh, some of the things I was trying to plan for ahead of time was just nutrition, making sure I was prepared as far as that goes because, you know, actually the physical preparation part I was kind of lacking in. This year I didn't have enough, you know, enough time to get enough of those bigger preparation rides in. So, you know, I took it really easy in the beginning, but, you know, something that I didn't foresee was the temperatures. You know, starting out, you know, that at that time of day with it being that cold, you know, when you're, you can't feel your toes and, you know, maybe you wish you had that extra layer that you went without. And, you know, that was something that, you know, in the beginning, I mean, it was almost, I mean, it was two and a half, three hours in before I started feeling my toes. And I was like, just kept on getting in my head. <laughs> but no, that, you know, the nutrition part was uh, definitely 
um, a big help. Had some oat milk cream pies in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Those will get you through any bad situation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even if they're not that nutritionally sound, they'll put a smile on your face. So. <laughs> yeah, so when the furnace is burning, you just yeah. keep piling. Just whatever <laughs> you got. In, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, the temperature was at mid-30s at the start, typical uh, Utah fall fall morning, and then it was it was got up to 70 degrees yeah. for the day, so gorgeous day. Yeah, but yeah, very chilly yeah. start. Yeah, and then the you know something that I didn't anticipate was how much I struggled towards the end. Um, I was feeling pretty strong throughout. I paced myself well. I was cognizant of the fact that I could burn out really easy, so I just paced that way. But I felt like after I think mile 60, I was starting to really struggle and was like trying to find any nutrition I had in my <laughs> pockets and just trying to fill that void with something that wasn't going to do it. But, you know, I was able to make it cross. So that was good. So that now that you guys are all everyone's seasoned gravel racers here, like <laughs> what do you uh, what what advice can you share with the new uh, the first time or someone new getting into the segment that w what do you wish you would have known before the race going into it? I mean, this is my topic, I guess, but, uh, you know, don't do 650B. <laughs> uh, it's probably better to don't find... Don't listen to me. Yeah, don't <laughs> listen to me. Yeah, don't listen to Neil. Um, the, uh, I think it'd probably be best to find kind of the, at least for this race, the, the middle of the pack kind of size, so 700C, you know, mid-fat, if not fat, 40 tire. I think that was kind of the perfect combination there. Um, I'd say that, and then try not to over, you know, on top of that, don't overthink if your setup's right, because whatever you think is going to be really good for one situation is probably not going to be as good for another part of the, at least that race, because it's so diverse and fun, and it's going to test you through everything. Yeah. I think for me, um, would just simply be getting more like gravel rides in or all just off-road in general and getting my body used to the fatigue. Um, I've definitely noticed a giant difference like doing a road century where you're just, your legs are more tired versus a gravel ride where it's like your neck, your arms, your back, your legs, like <laughs> everything just hurts. And just getting those long rides in or just anything to get my body somewhat used to how it's going to feel after 80 miles and then jumping onto a mountain bike course and having to maneuver your back and stuff even more to lift through the turns and things and um, yeah just feeling better after doing that so um, that would probably be my biggest thing like if you're planning to do like crazy times at, or unbound gravel or uh, BWR just making sure that you have gravel actual rides under your belt before doing something like that yeah it's a full uh, full body full body yeah. score <laughs> i mean the sport. end of a <laughs> end of one yeah sometimes <laughs> end of the day like your head feels like it weighs about 100 pounds pulling down on your your neck like yeah it's yeah. it's conditioning for sure and definitely it's good training advice. like what we were talking about like the clothing like making sure that you're not wearing stuff that's too heavy or if you are making sure you have spots to drop it like figuring that out beforehand so that you're not sitting in like a 30 degree jacket and it's 65 degrees out <laughs> <laughs> and you're just drenching so well 
I hate to admit this, but um, I, at, well, I did uh, um, race just two weeks before. It was just a shorter, smaller, smaller gravel race, and uh, made the mistake of switching out my tires the night before. Um, thought they were all good, you know. Got the sealant all worked around. They were holding a little bit of air. It was all good. And then pulled my tire out the next morning, and it was completely flat. <laughs> I had messed up the tape job um, and had to throw a tube in it, like, I don't know, 15 minutes before the start. <laughs> Terribly stressful. Yeah. Don't do Heart it. Heart rate pinned <laughs> getting to the start <laughs> line. <laughs> so didn't I started one early. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so no, no equipment changes the night before. Right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and then also don't wear baggies because Neil Shirley will call you out on it. <laughs> <laughs> In a very nice way. In a very nice <laughs> way, yes. Um, I think my advice, uh, I mean, that was my first gravel race. I've had gravel rides before, which is definitely different than the race. Know your course, know your nutrition, know your plan. I think a lot of it comes down to a, a little bit of luck out there, you know? I mean, I got behind three or four different crashes early on and the congestion going through the tunnel and it was like too many people mad dash sprinting out of there to try to catch up to the lead group and burning matches. But um, yeah, honestly for me, I think the, the biggest thing going from a road race background to a gravel race is knowing how and when to eat on a gravel road. And it sounds simple, but like I was ill-prepared for it, and I think that cost me a lot of time out there if you're looking at race time. Um, so, yeah, know your course, know your nutrition for gravel specific. It's not the same as a, as a road race. It's different. I think uh, one of the really important things to know before heading into an event like BWR is just make sure that um, your mindset, you know, at least for the beginning of the race, you know, you hear a lot of stories of, having that big push in the beginning and not really understanding what comes after and how long that su needs to sustain to actually, you know, get you through to the finish line at that pace without having that extra unnecessary pain <laughs> that you didn't have to have, you know. So keeping, you know, know what you, you did to prepare and keep that mindset within those means so that, you know, as you proceed through such a long day on the saddle that, you know, that you can sustain and keep a smile on and not be regretting your choices. Yeah, that's a good reminder because we all get caught up in the moment when, you know, there's a lot of excitement at the start. Uh, everyone feels good. Mm -hmm. If you don't feel good at the start, like it's going to be a really bad day. <laughs> so yeah, fresh legs. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of adrenaline and oftentimes that's when you make that's you can ruin your day in that yep. the first uh, first handful of miles. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, Spencer, w one and done, or are you a, you a gravel racer uh, now? Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm just a cyclist, whatever that means, you know, to all the way down. So, I mean, if it's a mountain bike race or a road race or a gravel race, I'll, I'll be there. So I think there'll be a lot more gravel events in my future for sure. Jason, you going to turn in your, your, your license and I'm get done. your gravel card? She's <laughs> done, man. She gone. No, man, I... You know, if you would have asked me this even two days after, I would have been like, yeah, dude, I, I, might, I might be done. I'm getting older. Not <laughs> but uh, no. No, man. <laughs> Can't, I mean, if you work at Envy. Uh, 
lunch rides at Envy, they're competitive, you know? Like, we go out and we ride hard and we have fun and might as well keep racing if we're going to be doing that. So so there's more gravel in your future? There's there's sunny days ahead, my friend. <laughs> I'll, I'll be back on the gravel bike. Not selling that whip anytime soon, so we're good. Yeah, I'm hooked. Uh, <laughs> more events, more adventure rides. Yep, bring it on. Lyle, you need you need your own gravel bike now, right? <laughs> yeah. Is that in the cards this winter? It's, uh, it's an interesting thing. Um, I never really raced, obviously. Like, it's just not my background. Um, and moving here from Maryland, and, like, one of the first couple months I was here, everyone, everyone went down to the Salt Lake Crib to watch AJ race. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, I'm doing that next year. And then... So I'm like all set to do crit races this year <laughs> and then COVID happens. So all the crit races get canceled and it's like, okay, well we still got BWR. So I'm like, all right, well I'll just jump on a gravel bike and do that. So um, we'll see what the next year holds, whether, you know, crit races are back or if it's just gravel races or if those get canceled, but whatever's out there, I'll probably do both. So <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I got passed by a 67-year-old man, um, <laughs> so uh, I better step up my game and <laughs> earn some redemption, so I'll definitely be racing some more. There's some strong, strong guys out there, Clay. No? Yeah, there are. Well, he had, so I, I stuck with him for a second, and he said he had, like, uh, had back surgery probably about, like, four or five months ago, and uh, I told him he was either an incredible human being or an idiot. Um, <laughs> and he, I'm, I think since he dusted me properly afterwards, he's an incredible human being. <laughs> that or you insulted him. And <laughs> he's yeah. like, I'm out of here. <laughs> this guy's a jerk. <laughs> Sweet. Well, thanks. Yeah. Thank you guys for sharing, sharing the knowledge and the experience. I'm excited to see everyone at more gravel events next year. For all the listeners, if you have any gravel first-timer questions or any questions in general or input on the on the show uh email us at podcast at envy.com